With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Joe Radio's The Career Expert Live. Joe Wu is the world's leading career transition expert, offering advice, coaching, and help to anyone that needs to make a career transition. Whether you're just starting out in the middle of your career or at the twilight of your career, Joe Wu is for you. And now, here's Joe Wu. Hey, good evening, everybody. How is everybody doing tonight? Uh, just wanted to welcome you. Happy Groundhog Day to everybody. Uh, we got a very special guest in Nathan Lapp coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, he'll be calling in and uh, we're getting all set up and ready. It's exciting. Nathan is an amazing entrepreneur, started his company at age 21 and within six months had $73,000 in sales and built it up into a multi-million dollar business called Heyo. Originally, it was called Le Jour, uh, changed to Heyo and now he just recently sold it. So it's going to be an amazing thing. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun and uh, get some really good advice from Nathan. So how's everybody doing out there? Happy Groundhog Day. Uh, honestly, I don't even know if the Groundhog saw a shadow or not. I've been so busy working away. Who knows? But i um, glad it was actually kind of mild here on the East Coast. And we will get Nathan on in a few. Uh, just a couple quick updates here. Uh, in the um, election season, Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus. Hillary Clinton won uh, the Democratic caucus, barely escaped and the new hampshire primary is next tuesday so as we bring nathan on here he's one of the finest entrepreneurs i believe in our time founder of hayo formerly leisure as i said uh and, and this is a business for originally fan business page creation for facebook he saw a need acted on it and right now hayo enables businesses to build facebook contests and lead capture pages to help grow their email list and as i said he started the business at 21 from his dorm room in Virginia Tech and made 73000 in sales the first six months, changed into a multi-million dollar business within uh, a short time. So let's go ahead and bring Nathan on. Hello, Nathan. Joe, how are you? Good. How are you, man? Thanks for coming on. Really I, appreciate it. Of course. Of course. I hope you ask me uncomfortable questions and your audience will be the benefactors. Absolutely. I'm definitely ready to... Uh, to do that. So welcome aboard on the show. Glad to have you. It's very exciting. You know, as I was telling the audience, I followed you for many years. Remember the original days like 2010, 2011, when you were uh, Lejour before Heyo and uh, it was exciting to see your growth. And I've always kind of followed your career and, and obviously used your businesses and services. And uh, it was a wonderful product. And uh, just, it's great to have you here. Why did you first start following? Do you remember how you first found me? I, I found you through um, there were some posts on Facebook that I saw about um, you know creating these these incredible fan pages and uh, I was just like wow and then you started doing these webinars and I was like I really like this guy he's just got his stuff together and you were very organized and you just you seemed like you you knew it and you had it so and that was the cool thing about it so and that's how I started very cool very cool awesome stuff so. 
you know, I told our audience a little bit about how you got your start. So, so how did you really get your start here? Can you kind of walk us through what initially happened and what was sort of, um, what made you start this business? I know you were an architecture major and, and so kind of walk us through that whole uh, process that went through your head. Yeah, I was 19. I was studying architecture at the country's number one ranked architecture program in Virginia Tech and realized very, very fast that after the financial crash, bring architects. So I said, you know, frankly, I was extremely insecure. I remember going home that night, sitting in my Behringer Hall dorm room, you know, about a 12 foot by eight foot white cinder block cube that I was sitting in. And forget it. I was wearing my ex-girlfriend's Christmas boxers she bought me. Okay, Joe, it was about the only thing I got from that relationship, but I was wearing right. these boxers and I started just cold calling people online, selling them fan pages. And uh, on my 10th call or about my 10th call, I landed my first sale. I sold it for 700 bucks and that was wow. the start. That is awesome. That's that's really cool. So, so in essence, it seems like you basically just started cold calling, and I think that's one of the hardest things for people to do. And I initially struggled it within you know my career, the cold calling piece. You get the fear. How, how did you kind of get past that sort of initial fear of just cold calling people for business? Ask basically asking them for money to to do business with you. Well, I mean, I didn't remember I was architecture back then, so I wasn't familiar with like what a prospect or what cold calling was. I just knew. And if I didn't right. figure out a way to make money, I was going to be living in my parents' basement the rest of my life. So right. I said, I have no choice. So my advice to your folks would be put yourself – look, if you operate well in a corner, put yourself in a corner to force yourself into action. If you operate really well in some other, other circumstance, well, create that circumstance for yourself so you yep. can perform and win. Yeah, no, that's absolutely it. And, and I think, like you said, the sense of urgency and, and kind of making it that must. And I see so many entrepreneurs, they really don't make it you know, must they kind of sort of dabble a little bit here and there. And I think you got some great points. So really you just kind of went all in and said, let's go for it. You have to go all in. I just did this with the podcast. It's called the top entrepreneurs on iTunes. And Joe, I said, if I'm going to do this, I want it to be number one. I want it to be the fastest growing business podcast ever. And you know, everyone was telling me, Nathan, you're like in the mountains of Southwest Virginia. There's no way that you're going to beat these huge media companies. Well, Joe, a blink of an eye and Inc. is rating us in the latest ratings, number one new business podcast above real big heavyweights that many folks in your audience know, like Tim Ferriss, like Pat yep. Flynn, you know, these are friends of mine. So it did very well. You have to go all in. Right. And that's, I think, you know, what I'm learning too is, you know, initially I kind of started this. I'm like, let's do it. Let's see what happens. And then I just kind of that in my head, I just said, you know, you got to go on here. You got to roll the dice and just go all in because if you don't, you're just dabbling and you're really playing around with it. And, and it's really in essence a hobby. It's not, it's not what you should be doing. So I, I totally agree with you and I see that. So that's, that's awesome, man. And, and I just remember, as I was telling our audience, I just remember those experiences on those early days, you know, on the webinars. I mean, they were just fun and, and, you know, you had that passion and, and you had that drive. It was just so amazing to hear you. And, and the way you connected with the, uh, you know, customers and the, you know, potential prospects that were out there. I mean, you really had, had people captivated and it was, um, it was great to see. So well, what were some of the early challenges that you experienced early on as an entrepreneur? Like what was a couple of things that stuck out that you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get better at this, or I got to do, I got to do this better, or I've got to fix this. Well, I'm pretty, look, I'm a greedy guy. I like, yeah. I like, I really believe in myself. I love spending money on myself, especially when it's, you know, books or learnings or massages to keep myself healthy. And I wanted to keep most of the company to myself as, as best I could. And 
So it was difficult in the early days to realize I needed to give some to, you know, some co-founders to help me build a business. I, and then eventually, when I started emailing mentors about the success we were having, they asked if they could invest. And my gut reaction was to say no, because I didn't want to give up any equity. But I learned very fast that with wealthy folks, they're not just going to mentor you just because they like you. You have to figure out how to right. consume their mind share. And the best way to consume a wealthy person's mind share is to take some of their money. Yep. So that gets you more time with them. They're up to, you're at the top of their mind, and good things happen when you do that. So those were some early struggles I kind of worked through. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So, you know, you met, and I kind of hear what I hear is the unshakable confidence that you have. So how, how do you train yourself to keep your confidence going when the wheels come off? Because obviously, you know, I've seen it now where things don't go your way. You get a little frustrated. You kind of get into that mode. And, and quickly as an entrepreneur, I'm realizing you've got to get back into it right away. And, and be laser focused. So how, how do you keep that unshakable confidence? What does Nathan do to keep that confidence going? You just have to believe that you've got it going on. There's, I mean, it is that simple. You've got to have confidence. You have to, you know, in the morning when I'm waking up, I'm telling myself it's going to be an amazing day. I'm forcing myself to laugh. I'm, I'm making myself posture and position and big poses, you know, when I'm by myself and that confidence yep. exudes itself. You have to have that confidence and you have to be very good at brainwashing yourself and always, and what I mean by that is brainwashing yourself where the world might see something as a failure or maybe you're the only person that sees it as a success because that will give you the confidence to get out of those valleys very fast and to keep winning. And that all sounds good, Joe, but sometimes audiences, when I say that, they go, oh, of course, blah, blah, blah. But you right. know, <laughs> give me something that you think most people would consider a big failure and I'll spin it so fast that it'll make your head spin and people will go, how do you just make that a big win? Give me a failure. Right. So I think a failure is, you know, when, when I first started this out, I, I got rejected 20 times in a row when I made some cold calls. In terms of what, getting sponsors or guests? Right, right. Get, we're getting, getting business going, get, getting actual, some actual clients in. And so in your mind, walk me through where you, in your mind, what were you thinking when those folks said no? So for me, you know, I, I was, uh, I actually enjoyed it. I, you know, a lot of people don't like cold calling, but for me, you know, as I walked through, I said, okay, the next one's going to be the opportunity. You know, I'm going to tune myself up. And what I did was each, each one I learned, I said, okay, what, what worked well, what didn't, you know, my tone was great. You know, I could have been a little bit more sounding more, more confident on the phone. Uh, you know, I screwed up the script a little bit and they said, you know, when I get to that 10th one, I'm going to start to see it. And then, you know, I got a little wavered a little bit. I said, okay, you know, I got through 10 here it's not working out what's going on. I, I was thinking maybe I should revise the script. And then ultimately I just kept going. And on the 21st one, I got somebody. So I just, I just kept going and said, it's going to happen. Well, I think you just, there you go. You, you, that's the exact position I would take. You answered your own question. Perfect. Uh, I like that. That's cool. So yeah, so that's, that's exactly it. You know, you got to have that confidence and you really got to just, just push yourself and drive. Cause you know, there are days and you've seen it too, where you just say, wow, what just happened? All the wheels came off and, you know, I get it with this or, you know, I've had, you know, website challenges or something happens like initially, even with my, my email, you know, I set up my domain and everything like that. And I was running it through, um, through GoDaddy and all of a sudden emails were getting delayed. And this was actually just as I set up my, you know, my newsletter, I'm saying, wow, I'm not getting any email. So I had to switch over to Microsoft exchange. So that was another example of a, a problem I had. And it very well frustrated me for, for a few days, but I just said, you know what? Okay. This isn't working. I got to pivot. I got to switch to, you know, Microsoft outlook here and, and uh, or exchange and actually pivot and spend the money. Well, you have to also manage your own mental expectations, right? I mean, right. you have to always remind yourself there are people begging on the streets because they don't know where they're sleeping tonight. There are veterans that are losing limbs because they're in battle and they're getting blown up all over the place. 
you know, for me, you know, this is not by no means comparing to obviously the vets that we love, but, you know, my website gets hacked. And instead of telling people my site's hacked, what am I going to do? I'm going, holy crap. You know, I took my site down because search volume for Nathan Lacka is going through the roof. I realized, Joe, when my site was down, it actually created more conversation about it online than when my site was up. And so all my social channels grew because my site came down. And I'm like, I should probably keep my site down for a long time. That's great. Now, kind of creating that noise and sort of creating a little bit of, uh, you know, sort of like some uh, some information out there to say to people, hey, look what's going on. And, and I've seen that too. I think Grant Cardone, he's a guy I follow, and he kind of talks about that, creating sort of noise or creating some sort of you know, thing out there to kind of get people's attention. And I, yeah, that would absolutely get people's attention. I could see that. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So, you know, I know entrepreneurship can be a little bit lonely. Uh, you know, I always talk about, you know, having some mentors and kind of a good board of advisors, you know, people around you can kind of bounce things off and have that great group. So do you, do you have any mentors and uh, what do you learn from them? Well, look, I don't think entrepreneurship is lonely. It's just, it's tough. And yeah. when not to, when, when weak people try and be an entrepreneur and they fail, they say, oh, it's lonely. Right. Right. You just have to be really tough. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. And you make yourself tough by surrounding yourself with smart people that can yep. tell you when you're down, it's okay. I went through the same thing five years ago when I was launching my company. So that's the value right. of mentorship is people can reaffirm you that what you're going through is, is normal. It's not the worst case. And you're going to come yep. out okay. And that's a great mental state for any of your listeners to get themselves into is spend yeah. some time tomorrow morning by yourself with your coffee when it's quiet and ask yourself, if I lost everything, what would I do? If I lost my job, right? If my spouse, if I get in a car crash and I can't walk today to do and walk through what you will do. And I guarantee you, if you really get your mind there and kind of thinking what you would do, you will surprise yourself. And that's where you become invincible. You know that no matter what life gives you, you are smart enough and you're capable enough to out a way out. Yeah, that that is awesome. That's that's a great piece of advice. And I do a little bit of that myself too. And I kind of reflect and sort of almost visualize and play through it. You know, especially when I'm going in through meetings and trying to talk to people and drum up business and get things going. I mean, that's that's absolutely the key. Is I, the visualization and I walk through all the scenarios and you know, it's amazing how the light switches on and you're you know, I'm in go mode and, and let's go get it. Love that's that. right. So thinking about, um, you know, kind of educating yourself and sort of keeping yourself um, you know, up in the know, um, how many books do you read typically, let's say a I month? I read about, well, now because I just sold the business and I'm, I'm going, okay, Nathan, what am I going to do? I'm actually reading about a book a day currently wow. and I go back and forth. On a Monday, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm typically reading a biography and then Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, a strategy book. That's awesome. Wow. That's, that's quite a bit of a... Uh, reading and I'm, I'm kind of getting up there. I'm doing about a book, um, about a book a week right now. And, uh, I mean, it's great. Cause I think, you know, myself coming out of college, I was like, oh, I'm never going to pick up a book again. And you know, I got into corporate. How old America. are you now, Joe? How old are you now? I'm 40 now. Yeah, you got plenty of time. Exactly. And I, and I love reading. And that's the thing. I really kind of changed my state because I was noticing early on in my career. I was like, wow, people are kind of passing me by. What do I do? And I just started reading, taking courses, doing all the training. And, and it's now kind of inside of me. That's it's, it's part of my, you know, why and what I do. And I just keep doing it. And it's, it's, I do it unconsciously. You know, I find a book. Wow, this sounds great. Okay, let me go order it and get it. And I'm reading it. So it's, uh, it's a great thing. Yeah, you have to. You, 
and reading is one thing, but actually taking what you read and implementing yep. it is much, much harder part. So, I mean, I'll give you an example. When I launched the podcast, people were saying, Nathan, you're going to be lucky to get to like 4,000 downloads a month after a year, and I'm going to hell with that. I'm going to be number one. And I'm telling everyone I'm going to be number one, and people are going, you're crazy. Well, you know, we just passed. We're now doing a million downloads a month. Joe, can you believe wow. that? A million. That is A million awesome. a month. And, and it's because I remember reading – well, actually, many, almost any billionaire's biography that you read, the way they win is almost always a combination of consistency and outlasting everybody else. So do yep. the same thing longer than anybody else, and you're going to win. And so I said, you know what, Nathan, I am committing to doing at least 3,000 episodes of this podcast. It's daily, so about 10 years before I even think about potentially stopping it. And I have to tell you what, wow. the momentum is so is going so hard right now. I mean, Joe, people are listening in going, never seen a podcast host that has the balls to ask every guest how much money they made last month, right? Cause wow. I'm doing it for the listeners. And so it's working. So that's what I mean when yeah. I say you have to read, but you have to actually extract patterns in the yep. biographies you read or the marketing books you read and implement them. Yeah. And, and I see so many people do that too. So many people, you know, they, they start reading a book and, you know, I've I'm, I'm got some clients and I coach them. So, okay, what are you reading? Well, you know, I read this and I put it down after a couple of chapters. Like, no, you got to go all through it. You got to go on with this stuff and then take out the stuff and implement it. You know, there's some really good pieces that you can do for your sales and marketing. And you know, coach them and say, hey, your sales and marketing sucks right now. What are you doing about it? Well, I'm reading this book. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I, I haven't, I put the book down. I haven't touched it in two weeks. I'm like, well, duh, there's why you're struggling right now. So. Yeah, you're absolutely Well, right and I can tell you, listen, I, I have burned plenty of books. I'm, I am a big believer. If you're reading a book and it's clearly you get all the value you need in the first three chapters, don't force yeah. yourself. You guys know when you get in that mental state where you're literally forcing yourself to turn each page and you flip to the, to the last page and start counting down how many you have left, right, or you start looking at the clock, that's when you know you're not going to retain any information. So put the book yeah. down and come to it later when you're in a mental state that it's ready to receive that information. Wow, no, that is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on with you now. I think this is amazing. So basically, I, I saw all the, I started to see all the, you know, the chatter, you know, and you had started to send out some emails that, you know, hey, there's a rumor going around, hey, it was for sale. And I'm like, wow, what's Nathan doing? I got to reach out to him and find out what's going on. And I started doing this research and I loved how you, how you did that and how you played that off where you basically were, were talking that up and I could see so much chatter increasing. So that was, that was a great, great thing on your part. But tell me, what kind of tell me what you mean. What's that? Tell me, I don't understand. Tell me what you mean by that. So I, start, I started seeing some emails from you that basically said, you know, hey, there's a rumor, like uh, the one thing said, Shh, don't open this email, you know, hey, you know, I'm not going to send you any more emails, kind of the, the way you do it. I, I love how you sort of put oh. the, uh, the emails out there. It's awesome. And I started to see, wow. Yeah, my, Michael, Stel Michael Stelzner didn't like that email very much, along with some other people that are enjoying their really big email lists where they don't know anybody on the list because everyone's right. a number. right. I loved it. I thought it was great. I was like, man, that's awesome. I'm like, I'm still here. And I'm like, I'm still reading these emails you know, every time I get one from me. And I loved it. And it was great. It's just bold and ballsy. And it's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. If you don't like it, click here and get off. I don't want to waste your time. And, and you know, that's exactly it. So good stuff. I've run, I've run a lot of very successful marketing campaigns. You know, Heyo was a big success. That email, in terms of pure results, was the best performing campaign that I've ever run. I mean, ever. Wow. It did so well. And if you people read what folks were saying about me online, it was dirty. I mean, it was brutal. These people were brutal to me. And the fact of the matter is it's because these folks are 
stuck in ways that works for them, and they're surrounded with people who just tell them yes all the time, and they don't challenge the status quo. And the you know the the problem is, Joe, we have a big problem in our space. In the marketing space, people are are used to treating other people like a number. And if I ask your listeners right now, I say, can you name the first and last name of ten people on your email list? Most people would have no idea, not a clue. Not a clue. I can guarantee these people that were hitting me hard online, they have not a clue. They couldn't name two. I wow. can. I basically got 1,500 people to spend 40 minutes filling out information, telling me exactly how I can help them. And I can almost memorize all of them. I mean, just imagine That's how awesome. powerful a small but deep tribe is. That's the future of marketing. Yeah. yeah no, that, and I see so many people doing the same thing and you know, you see them online here and they post stuff on Facebook. My marketing sales is not working. And then they go and spend all this money. And I'm like, well, are you really evaluating what you're doing here? Are you really looking at what you're doing? You're doing the same darn thing over and over again. It's not working. You have to change it up a little bit. And then you bring up a great point there. You know, I started, you know, being a part of some of these Facebook groups and people are saying, well, you know, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And I posted a couple weeks ago. I said, well, are you actually reaching out and talking to these people like human? Are you actually just treating them like a number, you know, and the guy got really upset and he's like, I don't have time to do that. I'm like, well, you got to know what your customers are about. You got to know what they're doing, who they are. You, you got to find time. And I do that with a lot of, a lot of customers I have. And, you know, I go, if I'm on LinkedIn or Twitter, or whatever it is, I see something, you know, I'll, I'll respond, you know, more personally than, than the standard stuff that's out there. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take some time here and, and do something a little bit different here to, to, to really build that relationship and build that trust with the person because they're a customer of mine. So that's, that's, that's a great right. point. That's right. Absolutely. So, so talk about, you know, obviously the sale of Heyo here. So, so what kind of led you to that decision to, to sell Heyo? And, and so what was that like? Can you walk us through that? Well, I got an email, one of our number one competitors, basically saying we're interested in buying the business. And I was skeptical. And I said, they're probably just digging for our revenue numbers or something. Right. Well, long story short is I ended up getting an LOI from them, which is a letter of intent. That's the first step of really selling your business. And I got four or five others to also give me LOIs. I created a bidding war among all four or five of them. I decided the one that I wanted to sign. We entered due diligence. And not there long after, we sold the business. And um, Vodigo was the company that acquired Heyo. (laughs) And one of the (laughs) – excuse me. One of the things I did is I said, people never talk about this kinds of stuff. It takes a lot of courage talk about and record the acquisition negotiations as they're happening so that the rest of the world and the rest of the world's entrepreneurs can basically listen in and learn how it's done real time. You know, Joe, most people, what they do, they sell a business like 10 years ago, then they write a book about it and they leave out all the negatives, right? They polish it. And then everyone else who reads that goes, wow, when I want to sell my company, it should feel all good and rosy and it's baloney. I mean, right. there were times where I, where I hung up on the podcast when I recorded this. It's on, you know, people can just search the top entrepreneurs in iTunes or SoundCloud. You'll hear times when the buyer is hanging up the phone going, like, cussing me out and saying, screw this deal, it's done. I mean, and these yeah. were real emotions. That's really what happens, and you've got to be tough. Yep. No, I love that. And I love how you keep it real. I mean, that's, that's the, the thing about it is, you know, document it, you know, and, and that's the thing I tell people is you got to keep it real. Just be open and honest, be trustworthy with it and tell like it is. And, and exactly it'd be tough. You know, if you got to walk away, you got to stop something, you, you got to do what you got to do. What believe what's in your heart. So I totally agree with you. That's, on that. right. that's awesome. That's right. That's awesome stuff. So if you had um, to pick one piece of information to share with our listeners about being successful, what would that one piece of information be? 
momentum is always king, both yep. actual momentum and perceived momentum that you communicate to the marketplace. If you lose momentum, you're toast. You've got to keep momentum. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I love the perceived momentum piece too. That's, that's absolutely key is, is keeping that momentum going. Cause they see so many people, you know, they, they get the success and they, they get the first taste of it. And, you know, they get this first couple of sales, like, wow, they celebrate and they over celebrate. And then they just kind of stop everything. And it's like, what are you doing? You got to keep going to me. That motivate me even more to just keep going, keep going and, and build a business up. And, and I've seen so many people fail like that. You know, they just, they get into it in six months, they get all these sales, they, so giddy and so happy and then they just kind of lose where they are and momentum's gone like that and overnight they're like what just happened and the bottom falls well, out what's worse what's worse a lot of these audiences that i speak to they have a little success maybe they do a million dollar product launch in case they have a little bit of success and then they go increase all their fixed expenses yep. and then when they don't do another million dollar product launch next month all of a sudden they're have debt and they're going bankrupt right yeah. so you have to create momentum. You have to. It's a, you know, success in our world. The world's most intelligent, you know, tough, smart, wealthy people. Their lives are like the Fibonacci sequence, which is shows itself in nature. It shows it, itself in beehives. It shows itself everywhere. Tree branches, and right. then it, go, it basically goes one, one, two, three, five, eight and it's regulated by one rule, you just add the first two numbers before it. So it just starts with one, one, and then again, apply the rule, just add the first two preceding numbers. So one plus one is two, two plus one is three, three plus two is five, five plus three is eight, right. and it goes on and on. And that is what momentum is like. You've got to get wow. one, and then another one, and then a two, and then a three, and then a five, and that's what it's like. Yep, keep building upon it. I agree. Yep. That is awesome. So what's uh, what's next for Nathan here now? Now that you basically sold Heyo, you know you obviously got your podcast. Uh, what are you looking at doing now? Well, you know there are so many things that I could be doing. I've got people reaching out, going, "What are you doing? I want to invest." I've got <laughs> major major TV networks going, "We want to do a show around you. The ratings are going to be amazing. You're young. You meet our demographic. What can we do?" Yep. I've got people going, "Nathan, you should build." a huge podcast network and replace, you know, radio. I mean, I could build another software company. I have so many options. There are a lot of big publicly traded companies that want me to come in and join their team in a variety of different roles. So, you know what? I'm letting myself kind of just collect all the options right now, and I'll be awesome. making a pretty major announce announcement probably in a week or two about about where I'm headed. But I can tell you I have some very, very exciting things coming up and I've got a very big goal that I want to hit before I turn 30, which you'll hear me talk about just online over the next few days. Wow. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that, man. That's, that's, that's amazing. And, and as I said, my, you know, my, my listeners and a lot of my friends and people who, who know me, you know, I've, like I said, I've always valued your opinion and, and I think you're one of the top entrepreneurs of our time. And I really mean that because just what you've done and what you've built and, and how you are, I mean, you're genuine, you're true. And, you never waver from that. And that's, 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 you know, characteristics that this society needs people to look up to and say, wow, that can be done. You got to work your ass off. You got to be tough. You know, you got to be hard. You got to keep the momentum going. And that's, that's, you know, that's what you got to do. So congratulations on all your success, man. This is awesome. Very happy for you. Joe, thank you for the kind words. I'm a big fan. I think you're going to be hugely successful. The show's doing well. Thank you for asking yep. me to come on. Yeah, no, great. I just got one quick last question for you though. And that's it. And I will let you go. Hit me. So, so my last question is, so you walk into a restaurant and you sit down at a table and your younger self walks in in front of you and sits down at that table. And I know you're not 30 just yet. So you got to think of maybe a, a earlier self. Uh, most of these people I ask the question, they're probably like 40 or 50 or so, like my age. 
Uh, what would you say to your younger self? Oh man. Um, it, just kind of burn bridges faster. Um, yeah. humans, every human, I don't care how successful you are, has a need for certainty in their lives. And most people go through their lives building safety nets instead of building, building, you know, nets that touch the moon or going for the moon. Right. So right. you can either be a safety net or a bridge builder, or you can burn them all and force yourself into being extremely successful. Every listener right now is capable of extreme success, but you've got to burn the safety nets. Otherwise you'll never push yourself. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. I, and I always talk about that too. You know, you kind of, you're, you're in your box in your space and it's like, you can't go one foot in and out. You got to go both feet. You got to take that big leap of faith and just jump the hell out of it. That's right. That's right, Joe. Awesome. Well, Nathan, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck. And I will definitely be listening. And I know my listeners will to, to see your announcement in the, in the coming weeks here. So congratulations again, man. Thank you so much, Joe. I, I wish your audience the best. And again, I'll be making that announcement over on my podcast. They can search the top entrepreneurs and my name, Nathan Latka on iTunes. Great. And we'll post that too after the show. That way everybody has a link and everything. So appreciate it, man. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Mr. Nathan Lacka. Absolutely amazing. Isn't he just amazing to listen to and talk to? How he gets you uncomfortable, kind of gets you out of your comfort zone, starts asking you questions. That is a sign of a true genius there. And um, he's one of the, I think, the top entrepreneurs over time. I mean, really. I mean, the guy built a business basically 18, 19, you know, 21 years of age, making $73,000 in sales. And now he sold it for eight figures and you know, he's got the world, you know, in his hands right now. What, what is he going to do next? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I have some ideas, but I'll, I'll, I'll save that uh, for later. I have an idea. I think what he's going to do, uh, but he's been great to follow. So make sure you get out there and look him up. It's Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, um, Latka, L-A-T-K-A, and, um, and look him up and it will be great. So while we're getting ready to wrap up the show here, we are almost out of time. Uh, we have a couple of announcements here with a lot of the um, job cuts that have been going on. As you've heard, uh, DuPont hasn't announced any additional um, layoffs at this point. We have heard, though, that there might be some additional layoffs here somewhere in Delaware, but we'll continue to announce that as we hear it. Um, Yahoo is announcing 1,700 layoffs. They're closing five locations. And again, they're continuing to struggle. So we'll see what Marissa Mayer does. Not really sure on that. Uh, let's keep our eye on that. Uh, Dow, Dow Chemical uh, has announced 500 more positions are going to be eliminated. And Ed Breen from DuPont will actually be uh, appointed CEO in 2017 when the current CEO steps down at that time. So it'll be interesting to see how Dow and DuPont merge together here. And then BP is going to cut 7,000 jobs across the globe after disappointing results, and they continue to struggle. So it's uh, really unfortunate to see. But, you know, as I always say, you got to be prepared and be proactive in your career uh, because things and layoffs are always going to happen. So that is all the time we have for tonight. Thank you again so much for Nathan Lacka. Really one of the best uh, interviews I've done. An absolutely amazing guy. Um, please join me next week for another weekly show. Uh, we're getting some really amazing guests. We're going to have Oren Claff, who is the author of Pitch Everything or Pitch Anything, uh, on March 29th. Uh, Gail McGovern, the CEO of the Red Cross, is coming up pretty soon. Joe White, America's Breakthrough Expert, is going to be on as well. And I've got about four or five other guests that I can't announce just yet. I wish I could. I wish I could announce them to you. Uh, but they are superstars out there along the caliber of the people I've just announced. So we are growing. The show is getting great, getting great results. So uh, keep listening, everybody. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you for being a part of this journey. Good night, everybody. And live amazing.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.